In this episode of The Full Nerd, cheap PC deals, an Acorns in for $300, and PS4 Pro versus PC. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 11, recorded on November 15th, 2016. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkas. PC World Reviews Editor, Elena Yee. Hey. And, of course, controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, Gordon, I have a question. If you could take a time machine back to any time, uh, who would, like, what historical figure would you want to meet? Oh, you mean like, well, it depends. I mean, you sort of like, like all time, who would you want to meet? Uh, yeah, just off the top of your head, who, who would you want to go back in time to meet? But I mean, it's tough because it's, 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 it's this is, of course, I, I, I've had the same thing. It's like, if I had a Terminator, if I can go back and send back in time to eliminate somebody and change the course of history, uh-huh. it's the same thing. But there's so many people to pick from. So I, if I could go back and meet uh nerd who would i want to meet so like who would i want to meet in the nerd world or we're talking about meeting like, sure yeah you nerd bird? Word, go for I it i would actually love like uh, i'd love to meet uh uh robert kennedy honestly rfk i've always been a huge uh, fan of his um huh. if i could go back in time okay uh man who would be the nerd man who would be the awesome nerd to meet that would like change history that you haven't already met albert einstein uh, would be awesome wouldn't he he yeah, I think Tesla because you'd want to like it's like touch his hair, right? It's like, <laughs> dude, what? Maybe you should just cut it because it's it's crazy looking. But yeah. anyway, we are we've already veered off topic. Thanks to Adam, our first topic today. It's coming up on the holiday season, and we have PC World Reviews editor Elaine Yee, who's going to break us break down the best ways to get PC deals and PC component buying. And I'm gonna I don't know if you know this. But the reason why Elena is here to talk about this is because she's incredibly cheap, right? And wow. I, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw out. Let me. When I mean cheap, like she doesn't do this, but like I define like cheap. Like there's this epic story of someone I used to work with and her friend. They go to McDonald's and she goes like, <laughs> "You heard this, right? I've heard this. I've heard he, this. I have she not. has not heard this. Brad has not heard this. They go to the McDonald's and her friend turns to her, my coworker, and says, "Do you want to split some fries?" <laughs> and she goes, yeah, sure. Let's put some fries. So she buys the fries, and then she starts counting them out. <laughs> yes, that is cheap. That's right? that's miserly. I don't that's think that's cheap. even cheap anymore. Now I don't think Elena is that cheap because no, I, I wish she's okay with just like not counting the fries out. But I, I think, yeah, frugal? that's what I would go with. I would go with frugal, not cheap. All right. So I, I mean, of course, we are, feel free to chime in with your PC. Uh, cheap buying tips, Brad, Adam, myself. I don't really have too many because I got two kids, so I don't have money to spend <laughs> on anything. But I do like cheap stuff. So. Nice. Yes, you do. I've seen you hover over the free table at many, yes, many locations. <laughs> yeah, people are like, what do you need more crap for, right? But it's like, well, it's free, so I'm going to I'm gonna come up and check it out, right? I take free stuff for things I don't even need. Yeah. So what, what's, that. Elaine, what's, your, what's at the top of your list? Somebody's looking for PC parts. Okay, holiday. so the the first thing that I usually start with is getting to know what I want to buy. So for me, the first tip is know the original price, like the going price for it. 
So that way you're not tempted by sales that, you know, say like, hey, it's like 15% off or hey, you get $15 off. But if you do the math, you know, it turns out that it's really not that good of a deal or, you know, you could end up paying a that's, price that you don't mean to because you get caught up in, you know, right. the excitement of it that's all. That's true. And then let me bring up another story. Now, this is I love my life. <laughs> story Jordan, time. Jordan I'm not story time. making Just this up. Down I worked circle. in a photography store. I'm in a photography. Adam, you appreciate this. You're in a photography. This is back in the film days. I oh, worked in a film. photography store. Oh, I'm going to okay. give a shout out to him. Daniel Hunter, you're still around. I'm sure you are. So, Dan, I'd go into the store and, you know... There, you know, nobody shopped at this store. You know, like you'd, you'd work there for eight hours and like five people would come in, right? But Dan would say, okay, hey, uh, I'd show up for mornings. I'd say, what should I do, Dan? He's like, okay, so go, uh, we just got these products in. You need to go take these products and mark them, mark the original price up 15% and then say it's oh. off 20%. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, I'm, that's how it's done retail, man. Oh, that's, man. That's not, I'm not that's lying. True. That's what I would do. I would, I would mark stuff up and then I would lower the price. Huh. That does happen. So are there any tips for how you can find out? Yeah. So um, if you have the time, you can actually go to deal sites like Fat Wallet and Slick Deals and type in like the name of the product you're looking for or just want to keep track of. And that way you can kind of get a sense over time what's been a, considered a good deal by these people like me who are obsessed with deal hunting, right. what they think is a good deal and what they don't think is a good deal and what they think is kind of an okay deal. So that way you can gauge for yourself like, okay, well, according to these people, this is an okay deal, but you know, I don't want to spend that much time on looking for something or I would need it now, I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger. Or you can, it's basically an informed opinion, right? So, well, do, when you go to the sites, it, it, does it actually show like historical price in a graph or something? No, it, you do need to take some time because like Slick Deals is what I use and that's a forum. So you're basically just searching through the threads to see what's come up. But the first post in a thread will tell you all the details of what that deal was. Okay. Wasn't there an Amazon plugin back in the day where you could see like the price uh, fluctuation of of a particular item. I feel like the, there used to be yes. something like I that. I didn't use the plugin, but there is Camel, 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 which I was going to bring up. Oh, I love can, Camel, Camel. So you can use that to also see what the historical price for an item is over time. Huh. Well, we, we got what a, the lowest a, price was. We got a question uh, from the chat from Aaron. Uh, well, it's two two questions: uh, Amazon versus Newegg and B and H versus Best Buy. Uh, I have no problems with any of those. I think yeah? it's whoever has the best price. And oh, it's right. where you live, too, right? So Because like, uh, fries. Are, are there fries out here? There are yeah. fries here. Okay. Um, but there are no micro centers in our area. So there mm. are times where like, I'll ask a friend who's near a micro center <laughs> to get something for me. And they'll ask, some, ask me to get something for but them then you from gotta fries. Put, but then you got to think about shipping. and. Uh, well, you know. I travel a lot for uh, my So they hold hobby. on to it. So we just hold on to it and we do <laughs> trades. Um, All right. But yeah. uh, I would say it really depends on your location um, and what kind of shipping deals you can get. So, it, like, for example, I have a friend who lives in Minnesota, so he doesn't pay any sales tax for Newegg. Hmm. So if I happen to see him, nice. well, he's a great person to buy Newegg, thing, yeah. Newegg things for me. Huh. And, like, for me, B&H is great because, again, that's New York. I don't pay sales tax if I buy from them. Mm. Amazon, I do. Right. So, I mean, like for me... Technically, though, well, you're supposed to pay a use tax to the state of California. Yeah, and you just admitted this on video. They uh, will I bill do. you now. The Sometimes. state of California will now bill you. Well, but what, what about the, the douchebag tax for, like, going to, to Best Buy, you know, having to deal with the... the in-store pickup, man. Yeah. In-store oh, pickup. okay. Okay. <laughs> just, if you want, you That's can just... That's smart. That's smart. You just buy it, pick it up from the store, and just kind of skedaddle. Nice. 
And you're from yeah, New Hampshire, too. so there's no taxes, right? So, uh, see, that's nice. Yeah, don't have to worry about it. We should Lucky. just ship stuff to Brad's house, <laughs> and then he can ship it in her office to here. <laughs> oh, we build the company. Wow. Now you have that on video. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, busted. Uh, so I, I, you know, I did want to bring up so the camel, camel, camel thing. I, I love that side. I don't know if, if if anybody's ever gone there. You are you saying camel? Yeah. It's like so a, it's yeah, K- like animal. You know, animal with two humps. Uh-huh. So it's but it's K A M E L. Okay. I better make sure I no, have this it's, right. No, it's it's spelled it? normally. No it's wonder why I probably C. went to some <laughs> camel spell porn camel site. like normally just yeah. three times in a row dot com. Oh, don't don't send yeah. people to the camel with a K. Oh, is that like I don't know what that is? Well, there's probably cigarettes or something. Okay, so it's, <laughs> hopefully it's cigarettes. Elena's right because she knows the cheap deals. But what you do is you is you go there, you get the URL for the Amazon product you want, you plug it in there, and it shows you the historical price of whatever it is, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. And you can even put alerts. You can say, "I want to buy this thing when it hits a certain price." It right. emails you, then you can buy it. Because Amazon's crazy. I, yeah, and it can also do I like... I use uh, PC Part Picker for that exact same function. They have oh. a... If you go into PC Part Picker, it'll show you all the best deals at the time, but you can also put in, you know, hey, I want to get me... Send me an alert when this hits 150 bucks or whatever. And they have historical that. price now stuff. Uh, p- historical price stuff too, is right? At, uh, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't dug into that on PC Part Picker. Yeah. I think they do. I think they'll actually tell you whether, you know, it's a good price or not if you if you dig in on the product, so... Um, hopping slightly off topic ish. If people are looking for alerts and deals like that, but specifically for PC games, um, is there any deal is a great site for that. You can see historical prices. You can also, I think there might be a plugin, either that one or a related plugin that will like notify you. Hmm. So is there any deal.com? I think it's, is there any deal.com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also like following uh, cheap, cheap ass games on Twitter. It's not just PC, but you know, like yeah, yeah. anything game related, like yeah. But that can be a little game. bit of information overload if <laughs> you actually subscribe to, like, say, like the updates, because then you're just getting like this like stream of games that you don't always care about. <laughs> yeah. Game what? deals on Reddit. Game deals on Reddit. Games. Game deals you know, I, on Reddit. That's all you need. I need to start writing these down. So we got sites we need to add. <laughs> Obviously, PC Part Picker. That's everybody's gold standard for looking for stuff. And actually, what I love about PC Part Picker is it goes out and scours everybody's mm-hmm. engines. You can actually just look at it all at once. Although I've heard that Amazon's been trying to block them, so it's a little harder to find Amazon prices on PC Part Picker. So oh. why would they do that? They send so much affiliate traffic their way. I don't know. I I, I think <laughs> maybe it's only because they, you know, because they're they're scraping everybody's stores, and then they give you the one that's the best price. And maybe Amazon doesn't want to only sell a product when it's super cheap. They maybe mm-hmm. want to sell it when people aren't paying attention to the higher prices, right? So I'm keeping all these notes. Camel, camel, camel. <laughs> Is there any deal? Dot com. You're going to put these in the show notes? We'll put these in the show notes. And mm-hmm. so that's why I have to write these down. Um, I, got a, I got a question. Sure. What do you... And this is how to gauge how cheap people are here. <laughs> I'm being a, tested, everybody. When you get a good deal, like what what do you do, right? Well, how like how do you feel? Like, do you get like overjoyed? Like, oh, this is such a good deal. Yes, I actually do. I think for me, it's that same equivalent to like the thrill of the hunt. You yeah. know, like I got my quarry. Well, I got the yeah, one I'm, that I I'm wanted. meticulously research everything that I buy that's over like fifty bucks, and it's like, yes, I got this one. This is the one. I did it. You can't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. 
How do you? So my problem is, I I have a problem with uh, control. Like I'm like I'm just gonna buy this right now. Yeah, everyone should wait. Like everyone should see his control? desk. See, I can't see. I I yeah, I don't have that control. But I can't take the like because I know a dude. He's known him forever, but he's always like, "Oh man, you just bought that for this much." You could have talked to me. I'll send you to this guy. He knows some guy. And that guy knows some guy. He'll send you to this guy. And then he'll, he'll send give you 10% to off of that. It's like, I'm not going to spend four hours to save Tim. Would you go through all that work, like shipping it to Minnesota to get stuff here? I think she just she admitted just that, yeah, that's what she does. But you guys, could you do that? I mean, I just I well, can't. There's limits, right? Like you have to figure out what works for you and your lifestyle. But I mean, at the same time, um, I've actually transitioned in um, searching for a lot of deals for myself to searching for deals for friends and family, because then I get the thrill of the hunt, but I don't actually have to fund any of it. Oh, and then nice. they get oh, this like really good oh, deal in exchange. And they're like, I don't know why you want to do this. And you're kind of strange, but sure, I'll take you up <laughs> on that. There isn't a transaction <laughs> price. Like, no. oh, well, 10% they're on my the friends top. Family, I want the best for them, okay. so I kind all of right. get all these like emotional rewards from it. All There's right, a pro tip. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good pro tip. Yeah, that's just like man, just, that's spend other pe- spend other people's money, spend other yeah. people's money, and then you know just take a little bit off the top. You know, like you know nickel every once in a while you save up. So, what are the other good deals to buy PC parts here? I, uh, is there any wait? So I would say another thing to look for, if you're willing to brave the crowds, sometimes places like Fry's and Micro Center will have like in-store only deals that are worthwhile. Micro Center in particular has some really good in-store deals sometimes. And I get really envious of all the people who live near one because I can't take advantage of it myself. Yeah, those walk-in deals, like they always have like a a $350 CPU that they're they're marking down at $280. You got to walk into the store to buy it. Yeah, that's how I got my Devil's Canyon. Yeah, I wish, man... So you actually had somebody walk into the store, buy it, and then... I had a friend who was just passing through Virginia or Maryland, I think, at the time. And uh, he lives in Southern California, so he actually lives near a micro center to begin with. So I called him. I was like, hey, are you around? Would you be willing to grab something for me? He's like, I'm actually traveling for business, but I happen to be near one anyway. So sure, I'll do it. And I'm like, you're the best. (laughs) Wait, what's a micro center? I actually don't know. So a micro center is similar to Fry's, but it's nicer, better kept you don't have a feeling of like despair from the employees. <laughs> yeah, it's also more. It's also very. Uh, uh, I think they, they're not as they don't they're not as large as fries. The, right. the micro centers that I've been to, so and they're also more focused. And though I went to one in L.A. and man, the PC <clears throat> section was awesome. Yeah, it's really nicely curated. Yeah, and huh. you could go in there, and they even had like a, a, a custom water cooling parts on the shelf. Right, so that wow. was nice. You know, fries these days. I, I've been in one. I, I hate to admit, it, I've been in one years, but it feels like Home Depot, which. If you ever know, it's like you go there, you you find an employee to tell you where the bin is, and you go to the bin, <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing in that bin. Yeah. It's in the bin next to it, and it just, yeah, yeah it's stuff like, is scattered everywhere. Fries always gives me the feeling of like a Home Depot cross with a Walmart. Yeah, although I got I got to go into one again, because, you know, I, you know. Though I feel like Home Depot, like, at least has a little more passion than... Uh than fries like because fries it's like i mean you got you know dvds and washing machines and cell phones or you know what i mean just it's kind of like all over the all over the place office or at least yeah uh, like i feel like home depot like like it's people there for a reason and it's all you know goods based and i don't know it just feels more passionate do you guys think it's a good now here's an actual for you going to retail do you think it's a good idea to buy open box items or you know like like what i love going into fries you'd find the red the clearance mm-hmm. items and they would just be you know it'd be like 50 percent off their the retail price do you think it's worth taking that risk 
Well, don't you have Depends to look on the warranty? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say the same thing as Brad. Well, and also their policy too. Like, uh, I mean, what what do they consider an open box? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think each one of them have kind of different standards. You know. Yeah, but that's a lot of research too. So okay, if, if it breaks in the next six months and I can bring it back and get my money back, I'm happy with it. Yeah, or at least I can go to the manufacturer and know that they'll replace it. All right, which is more of a pain in the butt. I prefer going that first route that Brad was describing because that's a lot easier. If you're so, you, I, I guess you go to Slick Deals a lot. Is there a way to get alerts from them? Because oh yeah, okay. So if you're willing to go to the site, and admittedly, it's not the prettiest site but you know sign up for an account free account just and then start setting up deal alerts then you can have those sent to you instantly or like push to you through the app if you decide to download their app that kind of thing i have it do, um do email alerts a lot of it is kind of uh i guess chaff you know like you're not really getting everything you want but sometimes like like brad was saying when it's just like that right hit then it's perfect <laughs> so but it, you do have to sort through a lot of stuff for those alerts yeah because you're just getting hit with anything that kind of matches your keyword phrase um, it's worth it if it saves you 50 bucks, though. It's worth reading through a few emails to save 50 bucks, save 100 bucks, save I a couple agree hundred with bucks you. on a PC build. Yeah, I agree with you, but some people just really don't like taking that time. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I wonder if I should just set up a, a, like a, a cheap account, like Gordon Ung cheap, and then I send all the cheap deal <laughs> alerts there. Cause, I mean, it sounds my, like you, sh- you should just ask Elena to look yeah, at the thing. Yeah, you could like, she'll I, buy it. You could be, like the, you could be uh, people's like uh, custom buyer. What are they called? What are they call them? Personal like, shoppers. Personal shoppers. <laughs> Personal that would be an amazing job though, right? if I could be everybody's like personal shopper for a PC component. <laughs> yeah, because you're amazing. like Elena's like calling people like, "Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, I noticed you live next door to the Micro Center. Uh, I'm in California. We don't have one in Northern California. You could walk in and buy the CPU. I will send you the money." It's like, what? <laughs> I, I've, I have a feeling you could market that. You, know? you could possibly yeah. It'd be very niche, but uh, yeah, could work. <laughs> so I got, I got a really good tip for buying an Amazon, and I really I I hate giving this away. Because I mean that's more competition. We're all friends I, here. I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna give it to you guys and whoever's watching on Facebook. So if you go to Amazon and you're looking to buy something, right? You know, sort of like I bought a couple lenses this way. I guess like, man, I'm not gonna pay four hundred dollars for this lens. And I I look at the price, and of course I look at used. Most people are like, oh, I don't want to buy used stuff, but you know, you, so you click on used. And then if you go to the, it'll give you the list of all the people selling the used item. And what you do is you look for the one that's from the Amazon warehouse. And the reason why this is a, is this a good way to buy it is oftentimes they'll send something out to somebody, you know, that the UPS or, or, or the, whoever's shipping it will have their pit bull chew on the box a little bit. And then they're like, oh my God, this, this box, the font is a little, it's, it's got a torn corner. I'm not, I'm going to resell this in five years. I don't want it. So they send it back to Amazon. Amazon can't sell that as new anymore. So they, they basically put it in their warehouse. It's called their Amazon warehouse sale. And then they'll, they'll like, they'll mark 50 bucks or 80 bucks off of it and just sell it as used. And then it'll say things like, you know, item has, you know, scratch, half inch scratch on the front. Right. And I, I bought a couple lenses this way and I bought a lens that said, uh, item has a scratch on the front. It's like, oh my God, it's, who the hell's going to buy a lens with a scratch in the element? Right. But the scratch was on the lens hood and you could bear, it was like a rub mark. Hmm. And it's like, cause I say 50, 60 bucks off of it just because it was, you know, Amazon warehouse deal. And because it's also from Amazon, it's a warehouse deal. I think they will, it's like, I don't want it. You can send it back to them. They'll take it back. 
So I think that's a great way. If you're buying from Amazon, you want to save some money on in anything. That's and, a good tip. Yeah. And you can sometimes combine that with deals. Sometimes they'll have like a percent off Whoa. or like dollars off their warehouse items. Sometimes. It's Wait, like very oh, wow. rare. Where do you get these deals? No. <laughs> it's very rare. Like, But, you know, it just kind of filters through the sick deal forums and people kind of raise the flag on it. And that's how you know. Well, wh- I mean, how do you... How do you combine the deal with buying used? I mean, is it like a, a coupon code or something? Um, or? You know, the way I think, I think it was like an automatic thing. I think it's if you put in your card and you like hit a certain threshold, it just automatically took off a certain amount. Oh. I'd have to go back in the forums and see what those deals were. Yeah, I but they're like, something. hey, is, are you like Cheers? Like they go in, you go, you log into your account. <laughs> it's like, Elena, hey. You know, Norm from Cheers. I'm sorry. Nobody watched that show. No, sorry. Damn it. Too old. All right. I guess I should keep going down this <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, keep going down yeah, your keep list. Yeah, keep going. So, um, obviously, not for everybody, but there are going to be definitely deals during Black Friday for uh, that include mail-in rebates. Some of those can actually be pretty good if you're willing to put in the work and you remember to do all the work um, of uh getting the UPC code, filling out those esoteric forms, making sure that every T is crossed and every I is dotted so that they can't reject your form. Um, by the way, if you do mailing rebates, always, always, always make a photocopy of your original documentation. Always. They, they will do everything they can to not send you your money back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So definitely do that. Um, in general, know what time the Black Friday sales start. So this is very important. Why? Um, because every retailer is different. Some people started at midnight Pacific. Some people started at 6 a.m. Eastern. Um, some people started at 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. So if you don't know when that sale starts, you're going to probably miss out because the rush is usually right when it starts. And in, in like the old days, quote unquote here, like six years ago before the retailer started going crazy with all of this. Um, Thanksgiving was a really good day if you were a deal hunter and didn't have family obligations because everyone was busy eating. The sales would go live. You would get your stuff and then go back to eating mm. with like little hassle. But now it's kind of hard. Like lightning deals are crazy on Amazon. They will sell out literally in two seconds, some of them. It is really hard to get in on some of those lightning deals. I actually suspect some people use bots because I can't figure out how they click that fast. Hmm. That's, that's my guess. But those lightning deals happen during dinner, you're saying? Well, uh, Amazon's lightning deals is pretty much a commitment for the whole weekend. Like you hmm. basically, uh, if you want to try to get in on some of those, you have to either set like alerts for yourself, like timers. Um, you have to be willing to break off in the middle of a conversation. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're just spaced out at, uh, at certain times of the day. They only last for certain times. So you have to really stay on top of it. It's like a second job. If you want to do Amazon Lightning deals nowadays. That's why she has a second monitor at her desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to knowing what time the sale starts, um, have all your information ready. So have your credit card information on file, have your the addresses you want stuff sent to you on file. So that way you can put that thing in your cart and check out and be done so you can get out ahead of everybody else. Because if they take too many orders and they don't have enough stock to fill it, they're going to go based off of who ordered it first. Mm. So you want to be as high up in the queue as possible. Um in general, uh, look for freebies and bundles and like things like free shipping um, when you're buying stuff. And there's it's Black Friday, like the whole weekend. There's a lot of these. It's not just PC and PC components. Like if you're buying clothes or whatever, same thing. Um, I know that for video cards, it's pretty popular to have like game bundles. So I mean, if you can get a discount and get a game bundle, like why not do right. it? Right. Where do you find them though? Newegg does a lot of that. 
Okay. Um, Newegg is actually one of my favorites to look over for Black Friday deals. They do a lot of really awesome combo deals too. So like, um, you know, for example, uh, and it's all year round too, but their combo deals can get even better during Black Friday sometimes. It's not a guarantee, but sometimes it does. But for example, I reviewed that Skull Canyon uh, Nook earlier this year, and that was $1,000 just for that bare bone system, no other parts or anything. Right now, last couple of, not months, I would say last couple of weeks, up to a month. Newegg's been putting out this combo deal where you get that bare bone system, you get RAM to go with it, you get a storage drive, and it was like 700 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, just keep an eye out for stuff like that, too. Yeah, a couple of Black Fridays ago when I built uh, my PC here, uh, between the different combo deals and stuff, I got free shipping on everything and wound up getting like 16 gigabytes of RAM for free the mm-hmm. way it all worked out. Hmm. So, Yeah, I actually, you know, one of the things if I have time to do, which I don't know I will, but since I'm going through all the Black Friday stuff anyway to like, you know, actually do deal posts for us, um, I actually think if I have time, I want to do like a Black Friday like build to see like how cheap you can build a system if you like do nothing but black friday deals so if i do it i'll tweet it like an image of it like of the, all the info but, wow, i wonder how cheap you can get yeah it. that's kind of what i was curious about too i think it'd be fun huh i'll have all the information so yeah i mean we should do it let's just well, would you say like black friday the uh, times like that is it the best can you get the best deals on the low end stuff or the high end stuff it's really arbitrary yeah and i think it's just really the market trend hmm. so like um so for example last year i was starting to keep an eye out for ssds but most of the pricing like the cheaper prices like seem to be right at that like 480 512 gigabyte spot so mm. like all the deals were like bringing those down to like about 100 or just under 100 if you like started stacking coupons mm. which i managed to do so i got one for 85 bucks last year <laughs> um <laughs> but if you went to like 960 or like one terabyte size like those discounts weren't nearly as high yet because i think huh. it's it's also dependent on what the vendors are willing to i think maybe cut a deal to the retailers on so that they can pass on on the savings or whatever hmm. okay it's a great time to buy last year's last year's models because you know moore's laws is slowing down for basically every part of the computer and last year's version this year's version aren't that much different for a lot of pc parts uh but on black friday they tend to discount last year's model a whole lot you can get some hell of a deals doing that yeah so brad would you say this is the only acceptable time of the year to uh actually buy old video cards if you're trying to go for like maybe a crossfire or sli setup uh, i would say don't go for a crossfire or sli setup. oh no let's don't not bring that up again oh come on i'm gonna set up an sli box just to just to spite you <laughs> i had to ask i'm sorry <laughs> even if you got a ton of games and like you got super discount I mean, if you can pick up an extra card for 50 bucks, depending on what you got or whatever, but I mean, it's not worth the money. So few games work with SLI and Crossfire these days. Fair. <laughs> Gordon disagrees. We <laughs> I still have a nice 690. Maybe I'll put that 690 back in a machine or something. <laughs> That's the worst. I have a question for all of you guys. Like, what's the best deal you've ever gotten on a PC or a PC component? Oh, man trying to think oh well you know what i like to do is i like to see i i'm still a retail i like you know because i can't wait i like i'll go into i think the best deal i've ever gotten is at office max and they you know microsoft used to make networking equipment and they just gave up and then (laughs) they had like this whole bin full of you know just you know 
you know, Wi-Fi. And this is back. These are Wi-Fi cards. Right? It tells you how long ago this was. It was like, they were like 10 bucks, right? For 802, you know, 802.11B Wi-Fi cards. They were $10. So, like, so I bought like three of them. It's like, what the hell do I need that for? <laughs> right? And it's like, because it's $10. They're clearing them out. I'm going to buy it. But I, probably I still in your them. cube. That was, that was price. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, yeah, they You're did eventually. Right. And the crappy thing, and I will warn you, of course, I'm using a Microsoft product here, but they like, they not only gave up, like I would plug these into Windows, it would say no drivers. Oh. Windows update, no drivers. So I had to find out who made the chipset in the damn things <laughs> and then go track down the, the Broadcom chipsets for uh, the drivers. That's funny. So it's like, thanks, Microsoft. So. <laughs> Anybody else? What's the best deal? A few years ago, I built this whole PC that I'm actually running right now from the ground up on Black Friday itself using Newegg combo deals and uh, various PC part picker recommendations for parts that didn't show up in combo deals. And it was roughly a $1,500 PC, and between everything, I got it for like $900, $950. Nice. So, yeah, I saved a third off the price that I would have done the day before. So, hmm. worth the time. Nice. I'm I'm not good at finding deals. Like I'll, I'll 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 be like, oh, this is a great discount, and then you know, a couple weeks later, I'm like, wait, that's oh man, dang uh, it, I did yes. not get a deal. That, so that's <laughs> the reason why I had that first tip because I was just talking about this with Gordon before the show started. So like uh like I guess yesterday Microsoft put out their Black Friday deals, and like one of them that was mentioned um, by one of the other tech outlets was that oh like get a hundred dollars off the Core M3 version of the Surface Pro Four. And like on the face of it, you know, hundred dollars, that's a that's a substantial amount of money, right? Mm, that's a mm. decent chunk of change. Sounds great, right? But if you do your research and you know that you're still gonna have to buy a separate cover and all that, um, you'll miss out on the fact that Best Buy is supposed to be offering the same model uh, with a keyboard cover for six hundred dollars. <laughs> so like Damn. that's saving like almost three hundred that's saving pretty much three hundred dollars off aye the aye price aye. of just that machine yeah and you also get the really expensive accessory to go with it is that still available what that that sp4 service pro 4 deal at best buy i mean that's not going to go live till black friday oh yeah it's like that's what i mean that's why you have to know what time it starts and get me ready that would be that nice. credit card how big is ssd in that one 128 yeah. that's the that's the most base that's that's model. not bad though i mean for 600 dollars with a keyboard Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Deal for a Surface I mean, that's uh, great. Last I, year I paid like five hundred for a, a similar combo bundle, but for a Surface Three. Yeah. Pay about yeah five hundred. The, the Not Pro. Correct. Oh wow. Okay. And that was a good price for that at the time because it included the type cover. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so we got some chat uh, about uh, India specifically. Uh, don't we have somebody on staff uh, from India? Uh, um, PC World. Yeah, like a contributor. Oh, Polka, yeah. Yeah, okay, because I, I think it'd be interesting, you know, uh, uh, this one guy, uh, Karthik, is saying uh, he gets friends in the U.S. to bring him cards and processors and stuff to, because it, it's way too expensive to buy them over there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I wonder if he's doing any buying guides on, like, you know, <laughs> how to get your friends in the U.S. to send you stuff. Oh, wow, uh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, like, <clears throat> you're heading back through customs, like, what's this? <laughs> I was, you know, I'd bring that back. Uh, I brought it here. I was showing it to my, I bought it in India and I was showing it to some friends and, you know, I was bringing it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah that's a GeForce 1080 card. Yeah. I'm sure that happens a lot though. I mean, we're, we're obviously not used to it, but uh, I'm sure that happens a lot. Oh, for sure. Like when my friends and family used to go visit relatives back in like Hong Kong, they would just bring like 
suitcases of stuff with them. Makes sense. Yeah, but they get... There's actually... It's actually a totally different staff, and we have nothing to do with them, but there is actually a dedicated PC World India site, too, huh. that might be able to help you out if you're shopping in India itself. Yeah, unfortunately, this is all U.S.-centric. It's not yeah. even, doesn't even apply yeah. to Canada, as far as I know. It's just all U.S. retailers that we're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, do, do Canadians get in on those Black Friday sales in the U.S., or are they... I think I think all Canadians are Mac people, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think it started trickling up north, but I don't think they have the same, you know, appetite for it as we do. Well, I guess because, you know, for a lot of rebates, a, a lot of um, contests, a lot of Canadians get screwed. And I always hear from, mm. you know, from them that, you know, why can't we get this in Canada? And, you know. I'm International wondering. shipping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that concept of smuggling computer components into other countries, though. Kind of like, <laughs> you're thinking about setting up your own well, business a, now? Well, but it's the same thing. Like, Australia is the same thing. It's like, how much? People will say, like, what? How much are you paying for a video card? You're like, wait, how much for that, you know, i7? It's pretty hard to sneak a Titan X into Australia, but man, you could easily pack a, a CPU down in your luggage and they would never notice. You're, you're you know? gonna you're gonna reenact Midnight Express, but with PC parts. I'm just gonna tape them <laughs> with duct tape to my chest, like about six of them. That's not gonna set off the X-ray. Because you go through the scanner, like what are those squares on your chest? But yeah, what man? That's I mean the bring the parts and that's that's. Oh, I mean, you've done this in, our, in uh, interstate traffic. You didn't pay taxes on that. I'm there are no you. interstate tariffs. All right. Um, For now. All right. I got an ethics question. Now, I'm not going to say what it was because I don't want the vendor to be able to, to come back and say, hey, we sent you two of them. But I bought something at a large e-commerce store. Got it. It was a good price in the first place. So that's why I bought it. It was like normally 150 bucks. I bought it for $100. And then like three days later, a second box showed up with the same product. No tag, nothing inside of it. Huh. It's like, I think what happened is at the robot factory or also maybe at the factory. Now, if I worked at one of these warehouses, you you know, maybe just get angry once in a while. I'm just going to double <laughs> ship something to somebody. For some reason, Why I not? got like two shipments of the same product. But one of them wasn't marked in anything. Should, do you, in that case, what do you do with it? I actually had the exact same thing happen to me. Um, and for me, it was with Amazon. I'm willing to tell the story because I actually called them. I was Because I was like, I got two motherboards. I don't really need two motherboards. So I guess uh, we'll try to return one of them. I'll be a good citizen. I called them and they were like, oh, you can keep it. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, what? I've had that happen too. Yeah, and they said it's because of the lithium battery. Because I that you know the coin battery to keep the to keep the time for the yeah. bios like I that guess you that, can't ship it. They're back? like yeah, it's like hazardous materials in there. You can just keep it. I'm like okay. Huh. <laughs> it's like all what? right, I have two of them now. There we go. There's a pro tip. That's pretty good. So yeah. that's it's ethically. I don't because I, now I can come out. Of, it was a, it was Amazon that I got that same thing. There's no way, and this had a lithium battery in it too. But what? What? I don't know why. There's no way the robot's doing that, right? It's just some like pissed off worker in the I factory. Don't know what happened? Oh, I don't get my break. I'm just gonna ship this double thing to somebody. Somebody consumer's gonna get a special extra uh, gift. This. Uh, I honestly. Is Oh, sorry. There's another good reason to ship from Amazon, right? It sounds like they often double ship stuff. All of us got all of us got stories. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, I gotta say, man, it's it's hard to beat Amazon's. Like, I I got something from them. It's like, hey, um, I got this product. It's missing a part. It's like, oh, we'll ship you another one. It's like, okay, I'll package this one up to ship it back. They're like, nah, just keep it. It's like, really? Okay. I mean, it wasn't a huge deal, but 
they really they just don't seem to care. Jeff Bezos just it's like he's just like made of money or something. Well, actually, I, I had something happen to me just last week. Uh, I bought so it wasn't computer parts on Amazon, uh, but we like it, it marked as delivered. Uh, like on a Saturday, I think. And obviously it hadn't been delivered. I mean, we, we looked around, we, you know, asked our neighbors and stuff and then we're like, okay, we'll wait a couple days. Maybe, you know, maybe the shipping people, which they do suck here in the Bay area, uh, the contractors are on track or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and we waited like four days and nothing. So I like, I contacted support and they were like, Oh, okay. You know, here you go. Give it a refund. So we got the refund and then I bought the same exact thing, you know, again, and then it came twice like like and i think it was the shipping people at that point just like or like oh crap we had that box in the back we never shipped that or we never delivered that you know like it was it was weird so did you look at the timestamp? oh no i guess i didn't think that, of that. Could have totally like oh. told you what that story was oh man that's smart i didn't, if you look I didn't at the even labels, think of that. like the ups labels there's actually like a really tiny little time ah, thing on it. there we go a date yeah. on it rather so Anyway, uh, we're, we're getting some, some chat saying talk zen. Oh, talk uh, zen. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty excited All for right. us to move All on. Right. They so want to talk about actual PC components. So do you have any more cheap buying tips you want I mean, to pass on before we move like on? I mean, that's like the sum of like the basics of it. If you want to go really deep down the rabbit hole, I mean, you can always like, you know, throw you, a tweet at me and we can talk. Do you have okay. a, a personal blog? Uh, no, that how takes, to be cheap dot com. No, that takes time away from my hobby. Yeah. <laughs> True. It takes time True. to go through those forums. Yeah. My right. last tip is go to forums. And then honestly, I think like, so that's, any, oh, any, like any YouTube comments. Section. Yeah, you think that, but you know what? Anytime you go to any, any particular subject matter, you know, whether it's whatever X topic, you go there, they, every, all, every forum has a Black Friday list. So people go in there and they post you know, I don't care what they say about AI. There's nothing better than a cheap person looking for cheap deals. And they will post those <laughs> cheap deals in that form. And, you know, you don't have to scour the Internet. It just shows up in that form. And you go like, I'm going to buy this, even though I don't need it. Huh. So Yeah, I will just tacking on to that real quick. One thing I really do like about slick deals is that those form threads, the people who are looking for those deals tend to be very passionate about that subject. So sometimes mm-hmm. you can get really good information, like what, why it's not a good deal, why it is a good deal, like what you can do with that part. Like it, it's just really nice to have that kind of extra info to go with it. Other cheap people, like, like-minded cheap people then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I should get on to the nice. next topic. Dan, move the little slider. Bing. Uh, my move? name's Adam. Oh no! Wait, uh, I thought you were. I thought Dan was controlling the little. No, thing. he's he's in the other room. I don't know what he's doing. Eating bananas. He's the or one something. who had to change the little. Uh, well, no, right. no. He he made them for me, and then I loaded them in. Oh, like, so you're yeah. doing it? I'm running oh, the show. I'm running the show. Awesome. <laughs> See, now we're coordinated. That makes sense. But this is the big topic. Now, this I know everybody's excited because every time you talk about this, everybody comes out. It's. It's like Raiders fans, like, <laughs> we're not sucking this season. Now we're going to come out and get in your face. So the rumor is, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up, uh, it came out just a few days ago that um, that the AMD, the AMD's upcoming Zen, we all know, know about it, AMD's 8-core brand new redesigned CPU. The rumor is 8-core CPU is going to cost $300. Right? Wrong. No. Wrong. <laughs> that was a quick segment. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. <laughs> no, really, because yeah. So the, the and it's. I looked at the original. It basically comes out of a, a Reddit post. Somebody saying you know it's going to cost you know eight hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and I I got to say it was. It, I don't know how much to really to put into it. Let me let's let me pull it up right now. I will I will read you the source. 
if I can get this thing. Oh, while well, you're finding it, the, the, what, what, what's the less the last gen price equivalent? Like, how many cores could you get for three hundred on the current gen AMD? Well, they don't have any. They don't actually have an there's, equivalent. Yeah, they have a, no well, they have eight. You know, there's eight. no, no, no. There, there's no three hundred dollar CPU on for AMD. Well, the, I don't even think you can buy a three hundred dollar CPU. A three, they don't. Nobody charges three hundred bucks anymore for AMD parts, FX oh. parts. But yeah, they are eight core parts, sort of semi eight core. But I mean, clearly the performance is is not there as an. Yeah, you can get an eight core like eighty three fifty or eighty three seventy for under two hundred bucks. Right, and nobody's really nobody's. I don't know. Nobody's putting those up against eight core Haswell or Broadwell use, right? So, yeah, I can't find it, of course. Yeah, jo- Joseph saying in the chat uh, FX for around two hundred. Yeah, but that that's not a viable option. Well, it's not. If you put an you put FX eighty three fifty up against a Broadwell E A core in any multi threaded benchmarks, it's 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 over. It's a beat down of like you <laughs> well, don't even. It's also like a huge you price post that on Facebook right? of it getting beat down, and then somebody going ooh, <laughs> and then somebody gets arrested for posting that on Facebook. Yes, that's that kind of beat down that that FX eighty three fifty. Well, of course, me. it's a beat down, but I mean, what's the price disparity there? Yeah, you're looking right. at eleven hundred dollars versus a. Two hundred dollar FX eighty three fifty two fifty. So I mean, for two hundred bucks, looking it is up, it good? Uh, most of the high end FX chip right now is the FX ninety five ninety. Yeah, and that's going for two thirty, and you can get the eight thousand series for under two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, but also you're kind of comparing not quite apples to apples either with yeah. that comparison. Well, I so. mean, it's the same on the Intel side, right? For the like the Xeons and the the i sevens or whatever, like. Well, you mean, core eyes. you mean just in pure core count? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean I, I, here's here's the deal. It's it's not FX8350, the nine parts. Those are, you know, they have sh- they're eight cores, but they share significant resources that it does not perform like a true eight core part, which is mm. kind of funny because originally when AMD came out with this entire series of CPUs, they they were like, "Oh, you know, Intel, you've got your fake, you know, you know, quad cores. We have true eight we have true quad cores coming out and you know, it was not quite that. So, um, but yeah, so the, it's basically somebody posting on Reddit that they, you know, they, that, that, uh, this chip, it's good. You know, it's going to be coming out. It'll cost $300. And of course everybody's gone crazy over this. And I, I honestly can't believe it. I just don't believe it. It's too so. low. I mean, if they had even said maybe like three fifty, it's still pretty low, but I, I would give it like at least a little bit more, uh, benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But I mean, once you get into 300, you're, you're already looking at being in the same territory as quad cores on the Intel side. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I honestly can't see that they would bring it down that low. Yeah. yeah. They said, uh, like that, uh, demo that they gave last year, they matched it clock for clock with, uh, Broadwelly or Haswelly or something. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, beat it by a little bit. Admittedly, that was very constrained. You know, they right. had it locked down the circumstances, cherry picked the, you know, program and everything. Right. But if it's anywhere close to Intel, Broadwelly or Haswelly performance, they're going to charge roughly that amount, probably a little bit less, a little bit of a discount to try to get some market share back. But there's no way they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's half as much now. Yeah, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense for, if AMD, this is their, really their first good CPU and, you know, it, it feels like a decade. I don't know if it's quite been a decade, but there's no reason for them to give it away. They're going to charge more for it. And as I understand it, FX parts will stick around. It's not like they're, they don't have whatever, 14 fabs I can tell. So they're going to probably sell all of these eight core parts out and they're still going to be selling FX parts. So there's no real advantage to AMD 
I, that I can see, except to be highly disruptive to Intel to sell for three hundred dollars. So, well, eventually, I think uh, this. I think Zen is going to be under the FX brand anyway. I think we're think eventually so? going to see four core Zen parts under the FX brand, and the FX ten fifty will be the eight core one that we're talking about now. I think oh. Zen's a code name. Yeah, it's a code name. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to stick to to FX. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sort of. You know, they have a totally brand new processor. I would think they'd want a new, a new brand associated with it. And it's clear it's it's an, it's a new microarchitecture, new redesign. So you don't want to sort of confuse people to think it's this older FX part that their friend in some form told them is no good compared to an Intel part. So why not do a new name, right? I wish companies stuck with these code names because code names are always so badass. <laughs> Zen sounds badass. Why not stick with that? Yes, yes. Code names. It's interesting on CPUs, especially AMD. At one point, they, they, their, you know, AMD has just awesome code names. And then one at one point, their code names were so good. Like they had like Palomino, and they had what Thunderbird, and all these you know people. And that's what the entire community referred them to, referred to them as. And at one point, and I'm not making this up. They AMD came to me. You know, they brief you on the new CPU. They're like, and I was like, so what's the code name? It's like it doesn't have one. Like, what? there must be a code name, right? They're like, they're like, listen, there is a code name. We're not telling anybody what it is because you guys all call it this. And then when we come out with it, we can't use, you know, everybody wants to call it by the code name. So we, there's no code name. Just call it what, what it's going to be called or something. Or just some like, like, like some generic, like new CPU made by AMD. And then we'll give it an official name and. They really did not want to use code names because it was just That's hard true. to break away from it. That's funny. That's sad, though, because like you actually are building just a little bit of hype when you get people excited right. about with like a cool name. And I think also the lawyers, um, of course, once hmm. you get lawyers in there, they screw everything up. Right? But I think the lawyers are saying, well, if you let people call it this, then, you know, it, it sort of, you know, you sort of lose control of the trademark or something. I don't know. The lawyers are just concerned about everything. But that was ridiculous. But. So question in the chat. uh Joseph's asking, uh, so this will be AM3 plus, question mark? Uh, AM4, right? So AM4 is their new socket. Uh, we're talking DDR4. It'll be, they actually have, they just introduced some new chips in AM4, but it's older older parts, you know, existing stuff, but moved on to AM4. Um, incompatible with AM3. You can't take these CPUs and drop them into an AM3 board, which I know some people are sad, but AM3 is ancient, right? AM3 is just AM2. Right, yeah, AM3 plus AM3. It's just, it's time to break away, people. Just take that old motherboard, get rid of it, buy a new one. It's okay to do that. So AM4, the nice thing about this is you could buy a system using an AM4 CPU from the the newer chips slotted into AM4, and then later on say, hey, I want to buy the brand new Zen. I can't remember the exact um, uh, uh, code name for the the desktop part, but I can buy that new Zen eight core, drop it into my AM4 board, and you could technically do that if the BIOS is updated. So it's actually it's actually pretty mm. slick. And and of course, I don't know if we talked about this, but it is an SOC part. Zen, I, I don't know if we ever got into the details, mm-hmm. but so uh, Zen is an SOC, which means it actually has a South Bridge. There's actually there's SATA ports, there's USB ports, very little just a little bit on there. And what they're doing is it, the CPU itself is then connected to more additional, you know, storage functionality and more stuff through PCIe. So you'll take your, your Zen CPU, your eight core, 
put it you could put it into a very high end board that has you know tons of SATA ports, tons of SATA Express, all kind or SATA Express, PCI Express, tons of USB, all that stuff, all that good stuff. Or you could take that same CPU, drop it into a little mini ITX board that basically has nothing on it, no Southbridge, and use everything on the CPU itself to run that little mini system. So it's kind of a neat little design. I thought it was a little weird because why would you bother to do this? But um, an analyst I talked to said, well, it's, they did this because because laptops, right? They they really want the CPU to scale all the way from laptops all the way up to desktops and servers. So, but clearly 300 bucks. I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't see it. Wrong. Wrong. I don't see. It. I just, I just, I mean, but no, you know, the problem is last time we talked about Zen pricing, of course, then everybody came out and said, you're Intel fanboys. You're just, you're just crapping on it. No, no, I, dude, dudettes. It's awesome, right? If you, Zen, I think is going to be awesome for everybody. Yep. Right. They were talking to AMD competing with Intel. And frankly, for Intel fanboys, this is good for Intel. Intel needs competition to do its best. AMD competing with Intel is going to make, make Intel be better. So I honestly think Zen is going to be a good part. I think it's going to be very competitive from everything that I've seen. And that, that's a good thing. The question on price, though, that's all that's our strategy. We don't know where the price is going to come. I, I just don't think. AMD is going to price it that low because that's also going to make consumers think like, oh, it's no good because the Intel chip is so expensive. Gordon, are you are you willing to uh, eat your words on this? Can, oh, can, yes. can you say, hey, how you know, can you say this is how much new Zen is going, eight core Zen is going to be and write it down? Yes, I will write this down. So I think there I won't actually shut it. I know I'm going to say the price. I will I, I, say the price, man. Come on. So, so I'm going to, so we're going to, what I have here is paper. I have a pen. I'm going to write down on this piece of paper that Zen Where's will not, pineapple? it will cost, should I say more than $300? Yeah. Mm. I mean, is that's that a real thing. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> Zen will not cost $300, right? You put my initials. It is. Uh, I'm disappointed, Gordon. I thought I thought you should pick a price, oh, at least I, a price range. I'm going to say that can be a separate one. Uh, I'm going to say true. it will be okay. I'm going to say five hundred to six hundred dollars, and I think for the, the reason is in. for the eight cores in is because that that can be disruptive, and I also I think five hundred dollars maybe because um, they know that Intel is going to be coming after them with price, hmm. so. I think that's a good place to be. It disrupts Intel because they have their six core parts and they have eight core parts. It sort of messes with Intel. Four hundred dollars would be awesome. I don't. I don't think they're going to go there. I think it's going to be five hundred dollars. So I'm writing this down so people you can see on the camera. I'm going to show it right. If you're listening to the podcast, on, I'm. I wrote down on a piece of paper. Zen will cost five hundred to six hundred dollars, not three hundred dollars. And when we have actual. Zen pricing, if I am wrong, I will eat this piece of paper on the air. Right? Yum, yum, yum. Right? Get your fiber. And you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll find a, a spot in the set to put all these uh, these pieces of paper that you can uh, start eating. Well, I, and I have uh, envelopes. I will take this. Does anybody else want to make any? Well, we're going to have a special predictions. Yeah, yeah. We well, have not talked about all the other this juicy one specifically. rumors. We're just, just one. I will put it in this envelope. I mean, unless Brad or Elena want to... You know, oh, go oh, on wait. specifically this one. Not this and one. No, nobody, nobody's going to say, yes, it's going to be 300 no. no. I think okay. that eventually there are going to be FX part series, and we will have a $300 chip, but I don't think the one that's coming out of the gate is going to be anywhere near $300. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, just, yeah, even the chat says uh, they're going to hold you to it, Gordon. So yeah, I, I will eat it. Believe me, I will eat that paper. He's already done this as a test beans. run, yes. so he's he's ready. I'm ready. My I, he loves high, high fiber diets. <laughs> what you guys don't know is that Gordon's very serious about security, and like whenever he writes things on sticky notes, he'll just sit there in his desk and eat it's, it when he's done. It's the only <laughs> way people don't know. I've seen his desk. And then what you do is you have to burn your poo to make sure the NSA <laughs> is not. They can reassemble that. <laughs> Right? It's a password on there. You're like, yeah, I'm not gonna burn the actual paper. I'm gonna no. digest it. Digest and it and then burn, burn it. it. So. Get it now, NSA. Uh, oh, man, yeah. they're probably watching us now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Foiled again. All right. So yeah. So no way. No. No way. No way. No how. No way. All right. So dollars in. Is it more probable that uh, an eight core Zen is going to come out at three hundred dollars, or that the PS4 Pro Oh, it's going to be able to hit 4K uh, reasonably. Well, what's the definition of reasonable? You know, well, okay, 60 frames a second, you know, <laughs> nice no at 4K. So PS4 no Pro, way. so this is this brings it in the last segment. PS4 Pro versus PC. Brad, you know this stuff. In fact, I think you said no way. No is way, it? no way. The PS4 Pro just came out last week, right? And? And... I mean, it's there's no way that it hits 60 frames per second. It has 4K, 4K support. It has 4K support. It does have 4K support, and I think it's kind of lame and shady the way that they're billing this because they bill it as a 4K system, but they don't have any, you know, firm guidelines in, in place for developers. So they just say, here, here's this extra horsepower. Do what you want. So, uh, like, some games will actually render at 4K, but at 30 frames per second, whereas other games will render at 1080p, but do it at 60 frames per second, so on and so forth. Well, I think it's okay because most console people just don't know the difference, right? Is that, you know, Elena's they're, here. they're just too... going to address that. I'm just going to stay out of this one because otherwise it's going to be everyone beating down on me. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, no. I start off as a console player. Uh, see, I, you I'd said the word you start. You yeah. left. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I still have console, you know. I, I still do a lot of handheld stuff, you know. I just, it, it's fun, especially around Gordon, you know, to <laughs> amp just him get up. me worked up. Yeah, get him worked up. So, but Brad, so there, so I, I did not read all the reviews. Um, so we're, so it does not, output native 4k except it can it can some games do but they don't have to games developers can support 4k on this they don't have to they can support higher frame rates at lower resolutions if you do support 4k it tends to be locked at 30 frames per second isn't no it tends to i mean it is but they are (laughs) doing some kind of fancy pants uh upscaling right isn't that? Yes, some games do that. Yeah, they upscale. They take a lower resolution image and upscale it to 4K to to push out and look 4K on your TV. Brad, I don't know how much you know about this, but how is the scaler versus a in in TV scaler? You know, I don't know that much. No. Okay, yeah. So, but I mean, <clears throat> does upscaling from 1080p to 4K count as a check? Like, is that considered a 4K game by Sony? Uh, for, for marketing, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but for people who are actually paying extra money to get these, um, don't expect 4K at you know 30 frames per second in every game that you touch. It's, thus far, the launch games, it doesn't look like even half of them, by what I was looking around the other day, actually do 4K. Some games will actually they'll just use higher frame rates or, or increase the graphics options. So like instead of playing at 1080p, the equivalent of medium on a PC, you're now playing the equivalent of high or something like that as well, opposed to 4K. And some of it, they surface, right? You know, they give you the option. They're like, do you want it to look nicer? Or do you want it to run smoother? Like they'll, they'll yep. give you the, oh, the option. Holy smokes. So, yeah. yeah. 
a little more PC-ish. Ification continues. Yep. yep. <laughs> they really did sort of break that uh, console model. Then I'm surprised that yeah. they're giving giving you giving you that option. Not, not all of them. Not all not of them. All it's things. still up to the developer to say, hey, you know, like surface those options because some of them will be like, eh, it'll just run smoother, and we're going to force that, or you know, we're it's going to go up to 4K and yeah, whatever. But yeah, some of them give you both, or give you the option. Does it run the older games at higher performance? Like a not so like these are only on the. The pro games, right? That you get the. It the needs fancy. a patch. Older games can put out a patch to support the new hardware. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, there's been a list of developers that have, you know, said, okay, hey, we're going to issue a patch, but the patch notes are all over the place. Some of them are like, oh, yeah, PS4 Pro support. And some of them get real granular about, you know, what they're actually going to do. But I mean, it's still a small handful. I think it's going forward, really. So, um, but so what, what level of PC would it take to get PS4 pro performance now that the thing is out there finally? $200. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean $200 Atlanta Yee slick deal PC. Like, you know, there's $12,000 computer I got for 50 bucks. No, I mean like real. Before we dive into that, I will say that for under $200 for about a hundred to 150 bucks, you can get a Radeon RX 460 or a GTX 1050. And slap it into your computer, your existing computer. It doesn't need any extra power supplies or anything. And that will blow the pants off of the stock PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah, well, did, did, so bef- what's the new graphics card in there? Sorry, Brad. The new graphics card in what? In the PS4 Pro? Um, It's a new Radeon Polaris chip. They, they, doesn't actually, they don't actually say what it gpu it uses compared to pcs mm. but if you look at the teraflops because amd makes both the playstation graphics as well as pc graphics you can see it's a little bit weaker than a radeon rx 470 which you can pick up for about 175 bucks these days huh after shipping and stuff so huh but the radeon rx 470 will be faster and it is de- definitely not 4k capable as PC gamers would like it. It could, however, do 4K at 30 frames per second in most games, I would think. Hmm. On a PC? I mean, yes, if, you, if you're willing to play. F- Are we talking about like high or medium? or? Um, I would say that would probably be high, medium high. Uh, you know, at you know 4K resolution, these aren't the kind of GPUs that are made to be pushing 4K resolution, which is, again, part of the reason why I think it's kind of iffy for them to be pushing the PlayStation 4 Pro as a 4K system. Uh, but, yeah, and it has very, very weak CPUs. It has the equivalent of Jag- AMD Jaguar CPUs, which are years old. They were weak when they came out. I mean, you can't even build a PC with something <laughs> similar to that. Because, I mean, they just don't even sell those parts anymore. They're not the kind of thing you would put in a gaming PC, so on and so forth. So easily, so PC easily will destroy a PS4 Pro. Although, what's the cost of a it box? It would cost I mean, more. It, it would probably cost more. Because if you look, continue. Oh, yeah. So you, I know you put together like a sample list. Like, what did your sample build come out to? Yeah, I put out uh, just a quick, we were talking about this before the show, this is the last minute decision, I just threw together some quick things, went around Newegg, and I was thinking, you know, it's an 8-core part inside of the 8-core uh, CPU inside of the PlayStation 4 Pro, and like I said, you can't get an equivalent part for PCs. So what I did instead was go for an 8-core AMD part, uh, the FX8350 that we were talking about earlier, it's about 150 bucks, which isn't too bad, but again, it would blow the pants off of what it's inside the patient four pro um you get that you put in the rx 460 you get a terabyte hard drive for 50 bucks which is equivalent to what they have inside of the uh playstation 4 pro eight gigabits of ram so on and so forth and it 
all up uh, before you add in the cost of windows it's about 500 to 550 bucks mm. so not bad but it is actually more than you would spend on a playstation 4 pro so maybe 650 with the os and yep. ps4 pro is 400 400 mm-hmm. 400 so you're paying a premium of maybe 300 bucks for a pc but you're getting a fully functional computer that you can browse the internet and do homework on and other stuff and and this this pc would give you drastically more performance this is just the closest equivalent that you can build because the radian rx 470 is faster than the graphics inside of the playstation 4 pro and like i said the cpu is so weak you can't even build a functional equivalent with it on the pc these days is a 470 a four teraflop um video card i mean kind of rough Something that's like what that. Like saying, right? 4 point, 4, 470 is 4.9, I believe. Oh, okay. So that, yeah. I think they're I saying 4.2 for the, the PS4 Pro or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, like half a teraflop less for PlayStation 4 versus the RX 470. It would definitely be faster than the MacBook Pro 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Just, just throw, that throw that right out there, Gordon. Had to do oh. that one. Yeah. Boom. So it was interesting. I was putting this together. I'm like, oh, man, that's not even, I mean... That's not a 4K machine. I think doing this doing this little exercise, I find it interesting that you can't build a PC for less than you can get the PlayStation 4 Pro. But I also think that comparing an equivalent PC to the PlayStation 4 Pro, to me at least, just drives home the fact that that really should not be called a 4K machine. Because 4K at 30 frames per second is just... So, don't do that to yourself. Here's a question or a thought for everyone, though. Um, sometimes uh, those uh, system builders like what iBuyPower, uh, they can actually do some pretty cheap builds. I'm actually curious to see what they might have available. We might actually be able to get that price down even a little bit more, possibly. Yeah, I mean, because they get the volume right. So. Yeah, because that's basically what you're seeing with the PlayStation 4 Pro and all the consoles. They're just going on scale. That's also why they're using yep. older parts, too. So, I mean, but, you know, of course, you know, we're, this is the PC world show and there's nothing funner than bashing on the gaming capability of consoles, but if <laughs> nothing you, funner, <laughs> not for Gordon, I'm sorry. Well, just maybe, maybe just, bashing on Apple, maybe, but, but <laughs> oh, I, I just want to know, like, is we, so you got like basically four console choices now, right. For this season. So like, say someone just, they got to have their console. I would say just get a better video card, but PS4 pro. Uh, standard PS4, Xbox One, Xbox One, and there's an Xbox One S. Uh, it's really just is, Xbox One S. Oh, really? Yeah. They killed I mean, the original one. I mean, they're just that's like just the same as the original version. Yeah. Okay. They're just moving on to that now. Is it so? Who's? I mean, which of those of those three? Which would you buy? Because I mean, there's not like the huge. Isn't the the Xbox mm. One S like three hundred bucks? It is, but it's basically the original Xbox One, just shrunk down and with an ultra Blu-ray. like Blu-ray HD player, yeah. Blu-ray player. I mean, you won't really see competition for the PlayStation Pro. Play, sorry, PlayStation Four Pro um, until like whenever they decide Scorpio. to. Yeah, Scorpio, which is like holiday twenty seventeen. So just, they're giving yeah. it like a whole year, and yeah. they're they're Microsoft's claiming though that that's actually a true four K box. So we'll see if. Brad is a little less disappointed this time next year. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that one's teraflops looking, you know, at the teraflops of the AMD GPU in Scorpio versus the RX 480. It actually looks more powerful than the RX 480, even. So, right, very intrigued by that. But by 2017, there's nothing to stop, you know, whatever cheapos from on the on the PC. Of course, we're nowhere all is improving, and there's nothing to stop Sony from pushing out a well, 
a new PlayStation. I think I it's really think interesting that, that at the time the original consoles came out, they were the equivalent of a mid-range PC. <laughs> and now they're taking this unprecedented step of introducing a mid-tier replacement, and it's still just the equivalent, basically, of a mid-tier PC. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I think it's actually... Of those three consoles, which did you buy, though? I mean, if you I'd buy the out, Xbox One S. Really? Yeah. I would because I love the uh, the idea of the Windows Play Anywhere that Microsoft rolled out. So I already have fours on my PC. If I want to play on my Xbox, I already own it. No problem. Wrong. I like that. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I uh, I know I probably wouldn't. I like the 4K on the PC, <laughs> but uh, I also like the fact that the Xbox One S has the 4K Blu-ray drive, like Elena was mentioning, because uh, the new PlayStation 4 Pro won't play 4K DVD or Blu-rays. It just plays 4K games, whereas Microsoft's thing won't play 4K games, but it'll play 4K Blu-rays just fine. And I'm very excited for Planet Earth too. I don't know about you guys, but 4K Blu-ray HDR, boom. <laughs> Oh, Planet Earth 2. Although it's not really playing games of 4K, but the Xbox One S does upscale. Yeah, but games. still, I mean, the Xbox One was slower than PlayStation. This PlayStation, to be fair, this PlayStation 4 Pro ought to murder the original Xbox. And I mean, it's just, I bet you the graphics difference is... The original be. Xbox? Well, it's still, I mean, not the original <laughs> Xbox, but the original Xbox One. <laughs> I mean, it was already... They they, they under-engineered the original Xbox One. But so. see, you're thinking like a PC gamer, though. You're thinking like yeah. a PC gamer, which is not going to work in the console space. Because traditionally, people don't buy consoles because they want the ultra, like, most cutting-edge technology. Most powerful, most, most powerful console has never won a generation. Yeah, yeah they want yeah. Gears of War 4, which... They want the Halo. games. The they want the buy games. A PC since that's there now. <laughs> Halo. I don't know. I, I, Halo's still not come to PC yet. And, you know, frankly, and, and this is a discussion I have with Jason Cross all the time, I think Sony won this console war... They already won, right? Clearly, PS4 beat Xbox One, right? In terms yeah. of sales, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Which is the only thing that counts. Yeah. So I think PS4 Pro with not really 4K PC graphics is going to be like, it's going to be a slaughter against Xbox One, except for the people who don't eh. know that. No? Eh, because they're using the, the extra horsepower to pump it up to 4K, and the visual fidelity is roughly the same. It's just at a much higher resolution. But even on the standard games you're getting, as they're starting to patch, you're getting better image quality, higher frame rates, right? You're getting you know 1080p gaming out of your, your I, PS4 Pro, right? I, I honestly no? don't know if people who play consoles care about that that much. Yeah. No, Plus, they don't. they don't. And on top of that, you're forgetting about the cost. So if you can get this holiday season, the the going price for an Xbox One S, uh, the most basic model, is going to be 250 And it's bundled with games. Yeah. So if, if you're looking at that for, say, your kid or maybe a really nice gift for someone you really like uh, versus getting someone... Hey. <laughs> I might buy one at 250 bucks. <laughs> versus getting that, you know... PS4 Pro, I mean, that's 400 That's a substantial difference to console gamers. Yeah. They're yeah not, so you're saying yeah. it's PS2 all over again. Plus, plus, a lot of people don't have 4K TVs yet, so it's not even going to matter to them. Nope. Yeah. But I mean, even though there is per, uh, improved performance at 1080, like it's still, you know, enough, a lot of people yeah. aren't, you know, saying it's worth it, especially to upgrade. Uh, uh, but, you know, Gordon, I'm going to take your question. I'm going to throw a little curveball. I'm going to say uh, the best companion to the PC is the Nintendo Switch that comes out in a couple months. <laughs> really? Yeah, because then, you, you, I mean, you, you've got all the uh, the exclusive, or there's not many exclusives on the PS4 and the Xbox One, 
that you you, you know you, you can get a lot of the third party stuff on pc you're not going to play it on both you know like so you got most of that covered but the nintendo stuff is definitely ex- exclusive you know it's not going to be a, a lot of ports to the pc so i would say you know get you all your bases covered you get the pc major games and then the, the nintendo switch boom Assuming you can get one. Yeah, well, we'll see theoretically. That theoretically. <laughs> and that it's not garbage. I mean, it's using a mobile processor. It's Remember, portable. Nintendo, Nintendo does not care about yeah, that. Yeah, they, they don't I care totally about agree, specs. totally agree, but the, to <laughs> me, the thing with the Nintendo systems are that they the only reason to buy them are these Nintendo games. So if you like Zelda, you like Pikmin, yeah. whatever, fine, and, buy them. And they'll be But there. then you're paying 250 to 400 bucks just to play these handful of Nintendo games. And people would, do that in droves. <laughs> No, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I just they did it in droves. The Wii U wouldn't already be dead. <laughs> well, the, the Wii U just didn't have the games, though. You know, <laughs> that, that was the problem with the Wii U. Yeah, well, what's going to change with this? I mean, there's nothing. Well, the Switch they... looks pretty badass, though. I'm intrigued by it, but I'm curious and hesitant. I, I, I still think that's the best companion. You know, it's the best way to get all all the best games out there. Nintendo and all the you know major players, or a Steam Link. Oh yeah, there you go. To get on your TV, so. All right, we better move on to the last section. John is not here today, but he's going to yell at us any second now. So <laughs> we are, I forgot to start the clock. I think we are right there at the edge. Uh, do we have any queries that we people are asking us? Probably not, because we've probably lost everybody already. <laughs> no, no, man. we've already said, you can't buy Zen for $300. Yeah, everyone's saying Adam's right, uh, Gordon's wrong. Just kidding, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, not a, not a ton of questions over on Facebook. Um, what about on the Twitters? You know, uh, G- Gustav is asking, what is with the new Apple thing? The new Apple thing, the new MacBooks. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know, so like, yeah, what's that, up with those? Well, the, this was predicted in an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie <laughs> jumped the shark, <laughs> and I hate using that reference, but basically, Apple took two MacBook Pro 15s, strapped it to their feet, and then used those as water skis and jumped over the shark because I don't know what the hell they're doing with that thing and the 13 Touch Bar. Come on, who are we kidding? Well, he could, to be mean? fair. He might Boring. not be asking about the MacBook. He could be asking about that new $300 book that just has pictures of Apple. Books. Oh, the Apple book? The Apple book? <laughs> what What's is this? that? What is this? It's like a coffee table book. Yeah. That just goes over like the history of Apple. Oh, well, I thought, uh, I, I thought, uh, I thought. Uh, Oscar has one of those, the iconic or whatever. No, no. This is actually it's produced different. by Apple, oh. apparently. Right? Yeah, they announced it today. Ah. Oh, man. Wow. I wonder yeah. if that's a shore up sale, some other things. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, that's just this $300 photo book, $300. Yep. And it's not for charity. It's not for, they just want 300 bucks and they'll send you a book full of Apple photos. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, okay. We, we got a couple questions coming in. Uh, Tom asks, uh, is it worth upgrading my i5 4670K right now or wait? I'll wait. Right. I'd wait to- I'm on a 3570K, so I guess I have to say wait by default. Damn. I'm waiting for Zen. I'm waiting for Zen to see what Zen is, and then I'm going to pick something new, because I'm really missing all the extra platform stuff. Yeah. Long in the tooth. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough. I I would say no, because um, I would wait to see, because we're going to get KB Lake probably in January time frame, and there's talk of a Z270 chipset. As I I understood KB Lake, it should work in a Skylake board as well, but who knows what the Z270 thing is, so I would probably wait because you don't want to be stuck 
behind. You don't want to be stuck with Skylake when, you know, KB Lake. Of course, KB Lake is really just Skylake, but I, I would wait at this point. And yeah, Brad's got a really important sure. point. AMD fanboys. Zen could really change the equation when it comes out. And we don't know. How, and that could make Intel could slash prices. They could push six cores That's down true. really cheap. I mean, I would not. I would just, you've yeah. sat on it this long. Sit yeah. on it. You might not longer. have that much longer to wait if the rumors are true, too. Because, right. like, as you said, KB Lake's supposed to be January. Um, there were some rumors earlier, I think, about Zen maybe being pushed up to Q1 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be very end of March, but, you know. So, the, still, you mean the end of Q1? Not, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Q1 is Q1. Right? Oh, so. yeah. Well, they always said Zen was a, an official Q1 launch with uh, some system vendors possibly having it. Yeah. Um, in at the end of the year, but, but then you'd at least know what it is, yeah. Right, by you then. know what it is. So, so what, what's what's up with the Optane? Will these do uh, like KB Lake? Will that support those new Optane storage drives Man, and everything? I, Are we going to have to wait? I can't get a straight answer out of Intel because you know they have said under some of the leaked roadmaps they will say, you know, KB Lake is is Optane is Optane ready, right? So what does that mean, right? And and then I ask Intel and I've talked to their storage division and like so. Optane is going to come out in PC. Basically, it'll come out in PCIe, which means, you know, you'll get an M.2, U.2 and down in just your standard, you know, slot. Right. So, like, if you have all those already existing on other motherboards, what exactly would make this not work with an old motherboard? Right. It should work. We're like, yeah, it'll work anywhere. We don't. So what the Optane ready part of KB Lake is, I don't know. There's some talk of system acceleration. But, you know, that really sort of gets into where Intel's trying to push Optane, which is into DDR4 modules. So you'll eventually be able to get a system, including consumers, not just for servers, where you will you'll put an Optane drive into a, a DDR4 memory slot because they're saying, look, PCIe is great, but we need more speed. And you can't do that in PCIe. So we're actually going to slot that into a DDR4 module you'll go straight into your Xeon chip or, you know, or whatever Skylake X or KB Lake X. And you're going to get this massive amounts of storage at super fast speeds. You've never been able to see before. So I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know when it's just, I can't get a straight answer. I would not really wait for it. I think it'll work everywhere initially. So. Cool. I'm asked. That's a question for me. Cause like I said, I am looking to upgrade soon and I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. Brad's going to be like <laughs> 2017. I still got that. I five 3570, man. I've it works great, man. It works great. It has a bit of problem anywhere. It it's just, like, it's, it's classic. It's, it's a classic. It's the part. other stuff. It's, you know, I need all the support for all the new technology <laughs> that's around it. The, the CPU itself still works great. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's everything around it. All right, the uh, the questions keep rolling in, so I'm going to keep asking them. Uh, Dylan's going to go back to the PS4 Pro uh, discussion. He says, PS4 Pro isn't true 4K. It's just upscaled, isn't it? Uh, in some cases, it is. Uh, but the real question is, what would be the point if it's just upscaling? Because it's still 4K. It's still going to your 4K. Some of the games are being rendered at native 4K just at 30 frames per second which is, you know, a big visual increase over what the standard PlayStation 4 does for an extra 100 bucks. But also, I think this, so they're doing some kind of checkerboard scaling, which I guess is is pretty advanced stuff. I'm wondering if you can't do checkerboard scaling on the older GPU because it's just too intense. So maybe their checkerboard scaling at 4K looks better than what you could get with, you know, God, I'm just not a pixel nerd, but, you know, temporal <laughs> scaling or whatever it is. So nerd. 
All right, uh, Philo asks a question. Are there real tests that compare to Intel's counter, or are they assumed? Uh, remember the 8100 and the 6100 AMD CPUs? Everyone bought the 6 and 8 core hype. Wait, wait a second. Uh, he wants to know... Wait, I'm not... Are there real, twists, uh, real tests on the, uh, the Intel... Oh, maybe, maybe it was part of a discussion. Oh, okay. well, I... I well, so if you want to get into it, yeah. So it comes down to benchmarks. It comes down to tests, right? And there are there's politics with benchmarks. Um, AMD specifically used Blender, and they did not use Cinebench, which I use a lot. I use Cinebench R15 because it is heavily multi-threaded. You have an eight core, ten core. You see, like you get more performance. AMD did not use Cinebench, and I suspect it's politics. They have long said, look, uh, Cinebench is heavily tuned for Intel architecture. That's why it runs so much better on them. That's why they're better than F- us on FX. I could buy that, except that every other thing I run shows FX being at a severe disadvantage to Intel's multi-cores. So Intel 8-core versus AMD existing FX 8-core, everything else is the same thing. You'd be very, very hard-pressed to find a circumstance where AMD 8-core can compete with an Intel 8-core. So, But when we get to Zen, and they're sort of on equivalent you know, ground, it's going to be up to the, the the press for us to evaluate it correctly. You go, do I use Cinebench R15 and say Intel is not, is still 15% faster than AMD on multi-core loads, or do I use Blender? Or do we? Or do you decide, frankly, like, look, yeah, uh, Intel Cinebench Maxon's you know this is a real rendering engine is better out optimized for Intel, but. That's what people use. If you use Maxon's, you know, Cinema 4D, you'll get more performance out of Intel. If uh, Premiere Pro, if After Effects, if these applications are better optimized, if they are actually optimized for Intel using their compiler or whatever, you can scream all you want that, look, you can't use that as a benchmark because that is cheating. It's favoring Intel. But at the end of the day, if you're using Premiere and you want to buy the better chip, do you buy AMD or Intel? I don't know what the answer to all this is going to be, but I will say it's there's a lot of politics with it. But to an end user, do you care, right? I mean, if I like, if I play Tomb Raider: Rise of the Tomb Raider and it performs better Nvidia, do I want to know like, oh no, well it's it's a made for Nvidia game, whatever. I don't care, but I just want to I want to be able to play it 4K on the card. I don't really care whatever. I don't care about the politics. I just want the the better part for it. So that will be very tricky for everybody to figure out. It's because AMD is going to be competitive with Intel for the long, for the first time in a generation. Well, so. yeah, the whole idea is that this is rolling out simultaneous multi-threading, which is basically the equivalent of Intel's, you know, hyper-threading. So this is actually going to put them on more even footing than they were before, because right. before uh, it, AMD's was all in on multi-core and not so much on things like hyper-threading stuff. So yeah. it's actually going to make it more apples to apples, I think, when this rolls out. Yeah, yeah, and I think it'll be I, again. I, I really look forward to Zen. I'm, I think it's going to be awesome for everyone. So nice. Uh, let's go back in that time machine that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, uh, and uh, we got a question from Riemann, uh GTX 750 Ti versus GTX 760, which is better? Throwing it back. Well, it depends on versus the 760. The 760 will be faster, but the 750 Ti, its big selling point was that you could just plug it in and didn't need any extra power pin connectors. So it would depend on whether or not you have extra power available. All right. In a raw benchmark shootout, the 760 is faster than the 750. That's why it's 
numbered higher. Is it a big, big difference or just because those uh, TI decent. designations always like, is TI halfway there or, you know, it kind of depends on the part, right? So, uh, if I was prepared, I would have my little, I have charts. I don't have them on right now, but you know, 760 is a pretty decent leap forward over the 750 TI. All right. Uh, good question from Josh. Uh, do you think within the next few years, it'd be better to get an i7 over an i5 for gaming? Uh, some uh, games like Battlefield 1 are almost maxing out his i5 uh, 6600K. Uh, it goes over 90% usage. What do you think? i7 for gaming required in the future? Yes. Or at least more than four cores. So four plus hyper-threading or six cores. Or, you know, and especially once we really do see some true DX12 titles, it's you're going to need more cores. Mm. The whole whole i5 mm. cheapskate $230 CPU with no hyper-threading, I think it's going to be a little tougher. It'll be... It'll still it'll still run, but it'll be like a dual core, right? It'll be it'll be tomorrow's dual core. So we're just everybody I, notches up once it comes out. I I'm a little I'm not as optimistic as you. I think yeah. right <laughs> now right now at least the Core i5 is you can get a Core i5 if you if you're just gaming the Core i7 doesn't give you anything more. No. I mean it'll give you like minuscule percentage points, and I think it can make a difference in DirectX 12 games going forward. But I'll believe it when I see it. I wouldn't drop the extra money right now based on what might happen in the future because DirectX 12 has had a rocky launch because it's all up to the individual game developers sure. rather than video and AMD. So, you know, do you want to spend the extra hundred bucks on the, the idea that maybe a Core i7 will be better in the future? That's up to you. But for me, I think the Core i5 is still the sweet spot. Yeah, for for today, yes, and I agree with that. But talking, we're talking about tomorrow. How far tomorrow? Yeah, I how would far? say, you know, I, you know, 24 months. Yeah. I mean, I, if I were building a box, I can predict in two years, I'm going to want, you know, at least, you know, quad plus HT, I think, I think we'll be in that world by then. And, you know, again, he's, he's writing the same thing I've run into before. You run I5 with no hyper threading in some games, man, you get all the physics, you get all the particle effects. You are just running it at a hundred percent. And yeah. you, you turn on hyper-threading on the same too. CPU and you're like, you're suddenly like, whoa, you know, you're actually, you can have other stuff not sort of disturb your gameplay. But that's, that's, a, but again, Brad is right. You don't have to have it. Do you want to spend $100 to just see your CPU work at 50% so it's having a good time reading a book? <laughs> or do you want to spend $100 on a fatter GPU? You know, frankly, in that case, I would say buy the better GPU. But, you know, I, two years from now, no, I, that, that answer, I think I will say, yeah, you're going to have to have more. But, yeah, if you're looking at buying a, you know, an RX 480 versus an RX 470 or, you know, a 1060 versus a 1050 Ti, dude, you know, you're going to, you're going to, or do that, you're going to want the, you're going to want the, the fatter GPU almost always, almost always the right answer with the PC and gaming. Uh, if you're doing other stuff, yeah, HT is worth its weight in gold. Yep. Uh, Corey asks a simple question. Can an i7 cook bacon? Um, really you know, crank that sucker. I think you could do it. I mean, you, you could definitely get the heat. Now you say i7, that could mean everything. That could be a 10 core Broadwell E, right? Uh, yeah, sure. So I guess if you made a heat sink, that's just a little miniature frying pan. We could try that. <laughs> if you had a little miniature frying pan on there, you could. I'm sure you could cook bacon with it. There we go. Maybe if, if I'm looking to cook bacon on my PC, I'm going FX all the way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know you're right. For that high TDP, it'd be hard to. You know, but screw that. You know what you want to do is take your Titan X. 
because it's already flipped over. <laughs> you tighten X. You put a tighten X on there with your miniature heat sink um, frying pan, and then you could probably definitely GPUs at at what two hundred fifty TDP. They're putting out way more heat. I, yep. I, I smell an article cooking. Uh, sorry, the pun. Yes, somebody uh, <laughs> just give us a tight next Pascal or Broadwell E. We want to destroy and no, we'll, uh, uh, you know, hey, how to cook your whole Thanksgiving dinner uh, just on your your CPU part <laughs> or GPU. Man, that would take a long time. How would you clean it? I'd, I'd be worried about the bacon grease splatting everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you have to have like a whole series of companion articles about how to clean that afterwards. <laughs> All right, uh, question from Farah. Uh, what do you say about NVIDIA Fast Sync? What do you it's say? It's awesome. Yeah? It's, uh... Is that, wait, wait, hold on. Is that just because we had the NVIDIA guy here and he slipped uh, He slipped you some money under the table last week? I no, wish, not at all. I wish you had. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't have it. My Jeep, yeah, my Jeep with giant rust holes in the side. Wish that was the case. <laughs> That's not, it doesn't actually, it doesn't. Uh, wait, so what is uh, it yeah, again? it's awesome. It's basically, it's like, uh... Consider it like V-Sync, so it gives you smoother gameplay, but without as much input input lag as V-Sync. So when you're playing a game that has really, really high refresh rate, way more than your monitor can actually support. So if you're playing CSGO or Dota 2 or any of those esports games, um, you essentially get a much smoother picture with uh, you know much less input lag, and that's always good. It's great. I mean, it's it's a niche. It's you're only going to use it in certain situations, but in those situations, it runs great. And is this targeted specifically for esports players? Then, um, when they were announcing it, they mentioned all the games they mentioned were esports games. So, okay, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. That's typically which you can use on if you're playing an old game like say bioshock infinite or something that runs you know two or three hundred frames per second if you're using a high-end card then it would you'd still get benefits there but typically it's esports and it's great you should use it you should try it at least nice uh question from Haxan. uh do you prefer custom built pc over branded pcs Ooh, that depends. oh i have uh, yeah it really depends go, go elena oh well, I mean, there's a satisfaction of custom, right? But I mean, sometimes you look at some of the uh, already done ones, you're like, yeah, I, I think I'll just take that as is, you know? Just, a lot of people don't want to try to, you yeah. know, force in a CPU and push that little thing and have a heart attack while you're forcing it in. Or dealing with the water cooling or actually, yep. you know, detangling all the cables and actually arranging them nicely so so my answer is for myself and for people who are into pcs oh definitely you build yourself all the way you get full control of everything you get the joy of getting the cheap part from using the elena <laughs> e model <clears throat> but i will say for family members and people i don't know go out and buy pre-built Reason is because you you know like because you know what they're gonna do if like oh because you you're gonna tell them oh just build it and I'll help you build it right then it's like hey I have a problem oh because now you are permanent tech support for that person and even though it won't be hardware problems it'll be like I'm having this problem with Windows right and they're gonna like call you up all the time for your help whereas you could say like I I don't know I. Didn't Dell have a support line you could call because you bought it from Dell or HP or whatever or whoever you bought it from? I mean, because, you know, it's actually better they buy Apple, honestly. And I love people who buy Apple because they don't bug me. They don't bug you. <laughs> it's not because they don't have problems. Well, they but bug they can't you, bug just me. they don't bug you. Instead, but they, <laughs> they just tell you how superior the system is. But, yeah, I mean, but that's just like, <laughs> it's just like I, I, don't, I don't know. So go get your help from someone else. It's awesome. You can't help I, them. 
I will also say that uh, on a more serious note, uh, if you're looking to spend like five to eight hundred bucks on a, like a gaming PC, if you go to like Cyber Power or iBuyPower, they can you can find really competitively priced systems that are yeah. pre-built that you would get. I mean, for roughly the same price as you would do DIY, but includes Windows. So shop around if you're looking to build like a standard mainstream gaming PC, because sometimes you know the economies of scale they can leverage can make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. Nice. Uh, I'm going to call this as the, uh, the last, last question. question from Facebook. Uh, I don't know if there's anything with Twitter. Uh, but Ryan asks, with all this power, the real question is what monitors should a PC gamer get? Uh, is there something around the corner uh, to wait for also in that? you know, Is there something now or is there something coming in the future? Uh, for me, I would say if you can afford it, getting something that's... Uh, I, I really actually like those curved monitors. Um, and if you get it something with a variable refresh rate, I mean, that's really sweet. Costs a lot of money, yep. though. That's FreeSync or G-String, the uh, yeah. variable refresh rate. You, you got a specific models to point out? And off the top of my head, I haven't been able to afford them yet. That's what all the cheap deal hunting is for. So <laughs> I can finally get one. Gordon? Oh, for me, I would say depends on your level of... Yeah, yeah. with all the power, so I'm going to assume you're talking 1080... A GTX 1080. Yes, yeah, assumes ton of power. I would say, you know, honestly, a 27 inch G Sync panel like that um, ASUS ROG that we had. It was beautiful. It does 165 hertz. It's a wonderful panel. It's IPS. It has light bleed in the corner, but that like 27 inch, you know, 2560 by 1440 with high refresh rate and IPS, that's just, that's the way to go for me, frankly. I agree, but that's like 900 bucks for that monitor or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe the curve I, uh, one then, right? For me, I like FreeSync or G-Sync, like Alana mentioned. And for me, the sweet spot for gaming is 1440p because it's a noticeable difference compared to 1080p as far as resolution goes. And it doesn't absolutely murder your system. You don't need a crazy graphics card like you do for 4K. So if you can get FreeSync or G-Sync, 1440p, find something good. I prefer IPS. Because I like the viewing angles and color reproduction. Some people like TN because it's a little bit faster if you're playing Twitch shooters or whatever. It's really up to you. Monitors are all over the place. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for asking questions. Thank you, listeners. I'm going to check us out now, and I'm sure we're going to walk aside and get yelled at for being in here too long. Check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. We are going to be making our predictions for 2017, putting it down on paper. If we are wrong, we will eat them on the show. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis. Adios, y'all. Eleni Yee. Bye, everyone. And as always, Adam Patrick Murray. Peace out.